You're listening to K-Star ZMA and the Vera Networks. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from Roan County, Tennessee, and we are going out live tonight across a plethora of platforms, so if you're listening on any one of those, so very glad to have you here along for the ride, including WCET-FM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. We're talking about thelastfrequency.com. We're talking about the Vera Network. We're talking about the K-Star Talk Radio Network. We are talking about... ZMA Radio as well. Listening on any one of those platforms or anything extended from those platforms, thank you so much for being here live. And uh, you know what? If you're listening to the podcast after the fact, eh, welcome aboard as well. I wish you had joined us live, but 
Be sure to stay to the end. We're going to have a fun one tonight. Fridays are always a little more fun and a little more interesting because tonight's the night we have guests, multiple guests. And we're starting off today uh, here in just a few minutes with Colonel Grant Newsham. Uh, he's, of course, a former colonel in the United States Marine. Well, you're never really a former Marine. You're always just a retired Marine, right? So let me get my phrasing straight. Uh, so retired Marine colonel uh, had been in the intel area. He's recently written a book called When China Attacks, A Warning to America. We'll, of course, be talking about the Chinese and the CCP uh, in particular and what's going on in the premise of the book. We're also scheduled to be joined at the bottom of this first hour by Kathy Burnett, uh, she is, of course, the grassroots coordinator for the Vivek Ramaswamy 2024 presidential campaign. So we'll be talking a little bit about that campaign and a little bit as to whether or not Don Lemon finally got the axe at CNN because of what he had to say directly to Vavik. I, I think we'll have an interesting conversation there. And in the second hour, we're scheduled to be joined once more by the purveyor of the conservative daily briefing. Mr. Ken Crow is scheduled to join us, and hopefully everything will go off without a hitch. Uh, of course, that's fingers crossed. Say a prayer. Weather is in effect. We've got issues trying to connect between the producer and the control room down in Louisiana, uh, the show being broadcast here from freaking Tennessee, and trying to get things out across the world, worldwide. So, you know, no small thing. All right, let's jump right into the show uh, where I will uh, go into one of today's sponsors from said show. Uh, now. Here's my uh, here's my starting point for tonight. I want to express my condolences to any family member, anyone that has anything to do with the loss of life for one Jordan Neely. Now, if you have been under a rock since this past uh, the start of this past week, you may not be familiar with the name, but Jordan Neely is the homeless man who was put in a submission hold and by a 24-year-old Marine who they've been doing a pretty good job of keeping that name uh, out of the general media coverage and for good reason. Now, I understand it is out there, but they've been doing a decent job keeping it, and, and they should. This man should not have died. Okay, he should it should have never been in a position where he had to be placed into a submission hold that everybody is wrongly describing as a chokehold. It is not a chokehold. It was actually looked pretty similar to a triangle. It is meant to put pressure on the arteries. It restricts blood flow. It's designed to make you pass out. This is what they teach you uh, if you're learning mixed martial arts, if you're a UFC prize fighter. It's what they teach you in military to be the difference between ending an opponent and simply nullifying an opponent, or you do not want them to die. He did the submission hold, okay? Now, that in and of itself is an important distinction to make that very few people and everybody on the political left is refusing to make. Why? Because 
we're getting very close to summer, which means we are almost back to summertime riots in the streets. The race riots must begin. I mean, it, it really, since the events of the death of St. George Floyd, <clears throat> who also did not die because of the way the media described it. I mean, the final medical exam shows clearly that George Floyd died as a result of a heart attack. The man died because he was high as all get out and then was suffering from the panic of being taken into custody. There was no damage to his throat, no damage to the trachea, and there is one lone angle, video footage, that has been scoured from the internet and hidden away so that you don't see it anymore. It's almost impossible to find, but one lone angle that shows clearly that the officer who is currently serving a freaking sentence for murder – had his knee on his back shoulder, not on the back of his neck. But nobody talks about that, and anybody who does mention it, like I'm doing right now, gets immediately accused of spreading misinformation. You're lying. Well, here's the thing. They need a narrative. That's why they didn't care that George Floyd was a career criminal who was high as crap. They needed the narrative. A white police officer responsible for the death of a black citizen. None of the rest matters. Never mind the actual violence that takes place on a daily basis in any of these leftist controlled and run cities. It's not relevant to the story. That's not important. Black on black crime, we can't talk about that. It doesn't support the narrative. Hispanic uh, crime, can't talk about that. It doesn't fit the narrative. Black on white crime, well, we certainly can't talk about that. Hispanic on white crime, don't even go there, Tim. Why are you bringing it up? You're just engaging in misinformation again. But am I? Here's the situation. Everybody on the left, every Democrat except for maybe AOC who's too dumb to understand anything. She's just taking a talking point and running with it. These folks are running out quick, and they're saying that Jordan Neely was murdered. Jordan Neely was not murdered. He died. Yes, that is true. Did he die because of the submission halt? Was was the submission hold misapplied? I don't know. This guy's a Marine. But here's the thing. I, I'm not, I don't want to be in a position to take up for, for the Marine at this point other than to let you know that he served this country with distinction and that he was trained to do it properly. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point, and I'm not going to delve too far into the story. The thing is the mainstream media is going to refuse to dive in. The leftist politicians are going to refuse to dive in. They want this surface-level support the narrative, America is deeply racist, systemically racist story. That's what they want out there. So that's what they're running with, and they know that even if after all the dust settles, if the medical examiner comes back and say, well, actually, it wasn't so much the hold that was placed here, but other extenuating medical issues that led to the death. Because, again, he was attempting to apply, and I'll use the word attempt because it's possible he, he put it on wrong. It's possible. 
He was attempting to put on a submission hold that's designed to incapacitate. It's designed to make this person pass out if they do not comply. But at this point, we know. We've seen all the reports. If you've been following this story, I don't have to go into it, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time doing that. We have seen that he has a rap sheet that's on 42 different Spock did that many times. <laughs> Sorry, uh, distracted momentarily by the producer talking about uh, uh, Spock from Star Trek and his submission hold, the Vulcan uh, submission move. And if only they all worked that well. <laughs> but here's the thing. The left wants to make this into something that it's not. This was not about racism. This was about a guy who should not have been on the streets in the first place. And that's why they don't want you knowing or understanding the deeper aspect because here's the the dirty little secret they want to cover up with hey let's all riot because of racism they want you all emotionally invested they want you seeing part of the footage they don't want you seeing the whole video because at the end of the day if you see the whole thing then you're forced to ask why was a guy who was currently waiting to be served yet another arrest warrant why was this guy who's been arrested 42 times in the last few years who has been guilty of violent criminal acts on the subway as well as a multitude of just turnstile uh, jumping. Why is this man who clearly needed psychological help, should have been receiving psychological effect? You might have to start asking the questions, why are the failed democratic policies, the policies of the politicians who've been running that particular city for decades now, why are they failing so drastically? Because ultimately, that's who is responsible for this event. Jordan Neely should be alive today, but he should never have been on that subway, at least not without having received adequate medical attention and getting the adequate amount of care. And possibly properly treated, he might very well have been medicated and been out and it would be fine. But now you literally have folks on the left that are trying to convince you that you should be willing to be a victim of someone in this situation. No, as an American citizen, you have every right not to be a victim. You do not have the right uh, to tell me that I don't have the right to protect myself, which actually brings me to this real quick point I want to make before I bring on our first guest. If you are a regular listener to Tap Into the Truth, you already know that one of the surest paths to becoming a victim of tyranny is to give up your guns. And one of the quickest ways to become a victim of violent crime is to not have one with you when you need it. And that's why I want to talk to you a little bit about one of the big mistakes that a lot of gun owners like myself and uh, hopefully a lot of you listeners are, we tend to make. And that is we pick a holster that is so uncomfortable that we just stop using it, meaning that in our quest to protect ourselves, to protect our family, to protect our property if need be, it fails at the start. We're not adequately prepared, and that's why Vanish Holsters is quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in America. Thousands of their customers, thousands of their customers right now are out there saying unequivocally, hands down, it is the most comfortable holster ever, and uh, if you start carrying uh, a vanish holster you'll never stop carrying with a vanish holster that's what they're saying and the holster saves you money and that's because it's designed to fit up on nearly 99 percent of all semi-auto handguns it works without a tactical belt it 
It allows you to carry two fully loaded magazines along with, and you can carry in multiple positions going back to that most comfortable of all time. All you have to do right now is go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P to activate a $50 discount just because you're a listener of Tap Into The Truth. So go ahead. You multitask while you're listening to the show. Before we go into our next commercial break, you can have your Vanish Holster on its way to you. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P today. Get that $50 discount on something you know you ought to have. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that having been said, a reminder that Vanish Holsters is a sponsor um, it is now time to bring on to the show one of today's guests. He's the first guest. Uh, he's a gentleman who yeah, he's served the nation in the United States Marine Corps. He's a former uh, reserve head of the intelligence for Marine Corps Pacific. He's also been very active as a diplomat. He's been an executive with Morgan Stanley and with Motorola in Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Colonel Grant Newsham, retired. Uh, first of all, Colonel, thank you so much for joining us today. How the heck are you? Oh, fine, thank you. I'm very glad to be here. All right. Well, I'm certainly glad to have you with me. Uh, first, before I do anything else uh, beyond that, is thank you so much for your service. Uh, obviously, uh, you have uh, done more uh, in your service than most uh, Americans ever think about doing. And as somebody that basks in the freedom and liberty that's provided by the United States Marine Corps and all of our service members, I have a great deal of respect for you. So thank you so much for all that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, not too long ago, uh, your most recent book, When China Attacks, A Warning to America, uh, was released. And in it, you're sounding the alarm that it seems like, for whatever reason, most people in a position of authority on the political side of things are just continuing to ignore. Uh, I know that there's certain voices out here that have been trying to say it. I, I'm so very glad to hear that someone with your experience uh, in the Asian uh, part of the world to begin with is still trying to make sure that somebody is listening. Uh, we are, in fact, already at war. At least China is at war with us, right? Well, that's exactly it, and that's why I chose that title. It has two meanings. One could be a future attack. Uh, but what I'm getting at is the attack that has been ongoing for 30 years. And China has been at war with us. Uh, they call it war. We don't uh, choose to accept that. Uh, but to the Chinese, it very much is war. And uh, just one example of that, well, they have something called drug warfare or chemical warfare. And last year, about 70,000 Americans were killed by the drug fentanyl. 99% of it comes from China. China could stop it if they wanted. They don't want to. And that is very effective. It's taking several divisions of Americans off the battlefield, causing immense harm to us. And ultimately, nobody does anything about it. And so that's just one example. And I tried to point all this out in the book to get across that we really are in the fight for our lives. Yeah, I mean, that is something that I think a lot of people really don't get. They're fighting a multi-prone attack. They have every 
hostile intent that engages one form of warfare or another. They continue to improve their ability to uh, engage in cyber war. They continue to also uh, further their influence around the world in ways that they're creating uh, the false premise that uh, you, if you want to survive the upcoming open hostilities, you need to be on China's side. We even see them gaining influence and power in South and parts of Central America now. So it's not just the Pacific that's at risk, but uh, that's generally your area of expertise. So that's where you focused, uh, in particular with Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is such a tipping point. You, you point out the fact that you believe that that's going to be the first part of Asian expansion. Uh, if you would, uh, expand a little bit on that and what some of the other uh, targets that you think would fall relatively quickly after that. Well, if Taiwan goes, and by, when I say goes, I mean comes under the enslavement, uh, the control of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, you'll find overnight that just about every country in Asia has gone on to China's side. Uh, that would be a, one would be operationally very beneficial for the Chinese military to operate from Taiwan, gives them free access into the Pacific, and their objective is to drive the Americans out of the Pacific. Uh, they've been very clear about that. Uh, but also consider the, the psychological, the political effect of this. Uh, it would be a message that the U.S. military could not keep Taiwan free, U.S. economic and financial power couldn't stop China, nor could U.S. nuclear weapons. After that, who on earth is going to believe an American promise of protection? Uh, and as you noted correctly, sir, the, uh, the Chinese objectives are not just Taiwan. Taiwan is a starting point. Their objectives are indeed global. As you correctly pointed out, Latin America, Central America, as largely having come under the control of uh, regimes or governments that are favorable to China. Uh, Africa, very much the same thing. And the idea on the part of the Chinese is to lock up the entire globe, have their military operating globally, just like the American one does now, uh, and eventually to simply bring us into a state of servitude, uh, if not actual uh, occupation. Uh, and that is their objective. You just have to listen to what they say. Uh, they telegraph their punches, say what they're going to do. But Taiwan is the, as I see it, the immediate uh, threat of a, an actual shooting war. And there'd be a lot of bad things that would come with that. Uh, but there, there's non-kinetic, sort of the non-shooting war, uh, political warfare activities that the Chinese have been very successful at worldwide, Latin America, Africa, Europe, Central America, you name it. And that's what the objective is, global. It is not just a little bit of the Pacific that they want and will be happy with. Uh, this is just um, a much larger thing the Chinese are about, and we need to recognize that and deal with it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, of course, right now we have an administration that seems to be turning a blind eye to the threat, almost ignoring the fact that there's some level of hostilities. We are occasionally getting some lip service paid to it. But since this particular administration taken over, China has literally become more vocal, more open, and literally kind of put a thumb to the eye occasionally to the American diplomatic corps in particular. Um, is this a, a sense of... Uh, I don't know, naivete here uh, from the Biden administration, or 
is there something else that seems to be a play? Maybe, I don't know, some... 3d level chess that would certainly shock me if that's the case but i want to give our operators uh the benefit of the doubt even if they have incompetent leadership uh, we got folks that certainly know what they're doing what they're looking at and what to do uh how do you feel our response has been and is this a case where our current administration is simply in over their head or or just not understanding the circumstance no, I, I, unfortunately, I'm very pessimistic about it. Uh, and I've been watching U.S. administrations that, uh, since I was an adult, which was the Jimmy Carter era. And this one, like many others, uh, it does not frighten the Chinese communists. There's nobody in this administration that they look at and they say, we don't want to get that guy mad. Nobody at all. In fact, they like what they see. Part of it is uh, naivete, as you, you suggested, you know, this idea that if we just talk to the Chinese more, if we understand their, their concerns, their worries, their fears, and address them and give them what they want, they will then become nice. Uh, but this theory has been tried for 30-plus years now without a shred of evidence that it works. But there's still people who think it. Uh, but there's also something worse going on, and that is that the Chinese have bought off a huge chunk of our elite class. Uh, Wall Street, the business community, uh, they want to do business with China, to have things just go along and don't, up, don't upset the Chinese. Uh, they just want to keep the business going. And they are effectively funding and providing the support for the Chinese Communist Party by pouring uh, tens of billions in convertible currency, which is real money, into China uh, every year. And they have, uh, unfortunately, have bought off uh, many Americans in that elite class, both Republicans and Democrats, it needs to be pointed out. And the Chinese call this, well, we would call it proxy warfare, and the Chinese do too. And they basically buy their friends who do their bidding for them. Uh, you saw this the other week when the CEO of TikTok was testifying before Congress. Uh, he was, of course, lying all over the place. But the more interesting thing was if you looked behind him, you saw a lineup of his American lawyers and lobbyists who were there doing the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party because... They had to have a price, and the Chinese met it. And it's usually not a very high price uh, at that. So it's a combination of things going on. And the Chinese very much like what they see with this administration. And I'm not saying that with any pleasure at all, because I want America to succeed and to win. Uh, but this is not the way to do it. The Trump administration uh, was the first one, since I've been following this, that actually stood up for American interests and that the Chinese were afraid of. Uh, they specifically hated uh, Mike Pompeo, Matt Pottinger, Dave Stilwell, Miles Yu, Pete Navarro, and wanted those guys off the field. Well, they got their wish, and now they are facing an administration uh, which simply does not appear to have the backbone uh, to stand up to the Chinese communists. Yeah, I have some serious concerns for Taiwan in the event that uh, – the Biden administration gets replaced with somebody that's going to have a little more backbone. I, I think that window for them to jump, uh, they, they may go ahead and move forward. Uh, I want to thank you again, Colonel, for uh, your time. Uh, real quick, uh, as we're uh, trying to wrap up, uh, be sure to let everybody know where uh, they can find your work. And if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share your handles. But before you do that, any final thoughts you'd like to share for this evening? Well, I would note that we still have four aces to play if we feel like doing it. And what we've got to do is to stop funding 
uh, the, the Chinese Communist Party, stop it putting our money into that place, uh, and also recognize that we are the Americans. And, you know, people want America to succeed. Uh, realize, though, that we are at war. We've got to get our military ready to fight and not doing this woke sort of nonsense. Uh, but really, ultimately, we, fortunately, we just have to stop doing some destructive things that we're doing and once say, remember who we are. Um, I have a, do have a Twitter handle, which is Newsham at Newsham Grant. Uh, and everything I write can be found at the Center for Security Policy, uh, Center for Security Policy uh, website. It all uh, goes up there. Uh, and I'm easy to find on the Internet. Uh, so, but I really am grateful for the chance to share a few ideas with you today. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. Godspeed to you. Keep up the good work and never stop sounding the alarm. Ladies and gentlemen, that was retired Colonel Grant Newsham. And uh, before we uh, go into the mid-hour break, I have one more thing to say because China's doing something else, too. They're hoarding massive amounts of food right now, and that's why you need to be asking yourself, what does that mean for uh, average, everyday Americans like you and me? Well, I got two words for you. Uh, unfortunately, those two words are food shortages. Uh, China is the proverbial canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. So that would make right now a really good t idea uh, for you to ease on over to 4patriots.com and start stocking up on the 4Patriots survival food. They're hand-packed here in the United States. The kits are compact. They stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and a ton of five-star reviews. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of 4Patriots survival food by typing in code TAP. That's T-A-P-P. Just go to 4patriots.com, use promo code TAP to get 10% off. That's the number 4, patriots.com, use code T-A-P-P, and take it away. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Hey, Joe. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband. Thank you. Thank you, George. I'm so tired of trickle-down economics. And I never found that trickle-down on top of my head very much. I was listed, I was had the great pleasure of being listed as the poorest man in Congress for 36 years. I still had not making a hell of a lot more money than anybody else because I was getting a senator's salary. No kidding. I didn't think he should make me The Bible tells us that when the wicked reign, the people mourn. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, I can say that with utmost clarity of mind, soul, and spirit, that the United States, for the most part, though not all, is unfortunately ruled by those who not only tend to lean toward more leftist wicked ideologies, but are themselves the embodiment of evil and are financially and frantically seeking to literally destroy our beloved republic. They were shocked beyond belief how President Trump was able to quickly spearhead numerous positive developments, both domestically and abroad, in less than four years, with a fraction of the support he should have received from the Republican Party. Far too many rhinos were more interested in playing footsies and plotting with Democrats to undermine Trump's America First policies. They declared Trump unfit to be president because he did not agree with the Democrat and rhino agenda to make the United States of America unfit 
to carry on as the leading nation of the world. I believe we can and will overcome this current reign of wickedness. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com and Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Second's goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Kathy Barnett, the National Grassroots Director for the Vivek 2024 Presidential Campaign, and you're listening to MTAP and Tap into the Truth. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And I do hear the thunder. I hear the thunder of truth coming over the airwaves, a little thing we like to do here. But in particular, right now, it's being brought to you by my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. First time guest, Kathy Burnett. Uh, Kathy, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, coming and talk to the uh, listeners uh, when it comes to something that has really captured the attention of a lot of folks, the Vivek Ramaswamy presidential campaign. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I am a fan of Vivek, but uh, I think the one thing that he's doing more than anything is something the left always claims to do and very rarely does. He's actually speaking truth to power, and he's doing <laughs> it unapologetically, unafraid. And uh, you kind of you're famous for kind of doing the same thing there, Kathy. Uh, glad to have you on board. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. I love that intro, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it is something to see. Uh, you were victimized personally by a smear campaign uh, when you were running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and, and it was absolutely absurd. I followed the story pretty closely. Uh, I don't think we talked about it enough uh, on the show uh, because I don't think it could have been talked about enough. But at the end of 
all of that, uh, you still continue to be a steward of conservative values and ideology, and, and I'm proud to have the opportunity to get to talk to you. I, I appreciate it. Would have liked to have uh, when you were running, but uh, I have a feeling you're probably not done with politics anyway. But uh, let's let's talk <laughs> about what does it mean to be the grassroots director uh, for the Vivek Ramaswamy 2024 campaign? Yeah, well, let me just kind of springboard off of what you just ended with. You know, I remember coming out of that. You're right. I mean, it was a smear campaign. It was aggressive. It was nasty. It was littered with lies and um, and really just confusion and manipulating the voters here and specifically the conservative voters here in Pennsylvania. And I remember coming through that and having this moment. It was such a very clear moment of am I a victim? Are you now a victim? And I decided right then and there, I am not a victim. I have never been a victim. I've come from some very, some very difficult beginnings. Uh, it, me saying I'm not a victim does not mean people have not tried to victimize me, just like, you know, like Donald Trump. Uh, when I ran, um, when, when I ran, it was Donald Trump uh, who actually kneecapped my race. Uh, because he was uh, endorsing Dr. Oz at the time. But I decided then, as I decide today, I am nobody's victim. And I continue moving forward because we must. You know, I used to say we are about to lose our country. Newsflash, we have lost many aspects of our country. And I earnestly do not believe we can afford continuing to kick the can down the road. And so when I saw Vivek, I, 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 I've known him now for almost a year and, um, and have been able to walk alongside him. And when he decided to, uh, to jump into this race for president, I was all in. In fact, that was his first, I was the first person he contacted to tell. And I was the first person he brought onto the team because he saw what I did in Pennsylvania. Just to give your audience some perspective, I, spent $1.6 million in that race across 15 months. Just between Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick, they spent $60 million, right? And I almost got a third of the vote. And it wasn't because I had the money to go buy people's loyalty or to put up a lot of TV ads. I just went among the people because I earnestly believe that if people knew they had a better option, they would have the good sense to jump on board. And that is why we were able to do as much as we did. And that is what it means to be a national grassroots director for the Vivek 2024 campaign is really just hitting the ground, running and going to the American people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if anybody understands the difference between grassroots and astroturf, it's definitely you. Uh, you know, it, it is a situation, though, where uh, Vivek's gotten uh, some invitations to talk on uh, some of the more left-leaning outlets. And I think that's because they originally believed that he would be able to kind of uh, sideswipe Trump and to be able to say some things that they kind of wanted to hear, but he's kind of surprised them. Uh, is there a feeling that you're getting while you're doing the grassroots discussions that, uh, that there is a real excitement building for Vivek as a candidate, uh, or is it just the messaging, or what would you say you really are getting the most positive pushback from right now? Yeah, I mean, people are are thirsty for truth. 
people are thirsty for something real and authentic. I saw it in my own race when I was traveling 1,500 miles every single week for 15 months all across Pennsylvania because, again, I didn't have the money to buy eyeballs. I had to just go in front of the people. And people were thirsty for something real. And so now that we're at this national level, it's the exact same thing. And so when people hear truth, you respond to it, right? Unless, of course, you're suffering from a mental illness. But barring people who you know, uh, suffering from mental illness, for example, a man who thinks he's a woman, that kind of mental illness, when you hear truth, you lean into it. And that's exactly what we're seeing. But they, you know, we've been doing this now for about 10 weeks. We were, we started off in the polls, the national polls at zero. We're now, we've now surpassed Nikki Haley. And now we're tied with former Vice President Mike Pence. That doesn't happen every day for someone who had, who, who did not have his name in the political arena, started off with zero, and now he's tied with the former Vice President. And that, again, attributes to the fact that the people are looking for something real and authentic. And just on that point about him going into the quote-unquote enemy's territory, there are those who are are running as as the Republican uh, candidate and those who uh, who say they're not running, but it appears that they are running, i.e. Ron DeSantis, who has said he will not do an interview with with uh, CNN or MSNBC because they're mean to him or because they lie. And if you have someone who says that, who who are, who won't go in front of Don Lemon, do you really think they're going to go in front of uh, Xi Jinping and try to negotiate better trade deals for America? And so what Vivek is doing, he's actually showing the American people what courage looks like. We have the truth. We have the better version of, the sto- of this American story. We just need to have the courage to go into these other territories and begin to speak our truth out loud. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does take a certain amount of courage because the left is notorious, especially with the uh, mainstream legacy media outlets. They're they're very notorious for heavily editing uh, your visits and interviews and and trying to – when you represent yourself very well, still trying to make it look like you're imbecilic or that you don't deserve uh, to – that you don't belong on that stage. So it's understandable that a lot of uh, conservatives would be hesitant to go, but being hesitant is not the same thing as being afraid, and I think that is a good distinction, and uh, it really does kind of – it does drive that point home too. Fearlessness is something that we're needing. A true outsider is a big part of what propelled Trump to the success level that he had. Uh, I mean, he was a true outsider and he presented himself as being fearless. Vivek's doing very much the same thing, being a true political outsider stepping up to this point. And, uh, you know, Regardless of how things shake out, he's having a positive influence in so much as showing what courage looks like and what conservative values should be. You mentioned Don Lemon, though, I have to ask. Uh, Obviously, Don was already on thin ice over at CNN. How much do you guys think that his comments towards Vivek uh, ended up being the final straw that got him fired at CNN? I absolutely believe uh, that little uh, interview that they did 
was uh, was perhaps the final straw, right? Uh, in a long line, or or the final domino to fall in a long line of uh, of, of kind of swaying dominoes. Um, I absolutely believe that it, it was a, it was a part of that. But again, we're living in very bold times. I don't think we've ever lived in a in a season where we're dealing with open borders, for example, where we have millions of people flooding into our country. Um, Un- and and they're not being stopped. We don't know where they're going. We don't know how they're going to take care of themselves. We don't even know if they if they like us or not. We have fentanyl flooding through our borders and ravishing every single town within our country. We're dealing with the conversation of artificial intelligence and whether or not they're going to take over our nation. We're dealing with an inflation that has been uh, uh, kick-started and as a direct result of the Federal Reserve itself kind of raining money down um, um, like manna on high to the American people. We're just dealing with so many things. We're dealing with um, you know, little girls be uh, having their breasts removed and little boys being chemically castrated. And we have a segment of our society who's applauding that as progress and looking at the rest of us and calling us, you know, uh, um, homophobic or transphobic if we disagree with that evil. So we're dealing, so we're living in some, a pretty, a very bold season and time and i earnestly believe that we need bold leadership we need people who yes the left is going to lie on you we know that to be the uh, to be a to to be to be true and yet we cannot fall back on our heels we must continue to stand bold and to plant our stake in the ground if you want to lead this country we have zero tolerance for someone who wants to be hesitant in this particular time we need conviction we need bold conviction to to navigate our nation through these very strange an evil time that we find ourselves in. And so I believe that is what the American people are finding appealing about Vivek, is that he's doing just that. He's not just quoting 1984 Ronald Reagan-type slogans, but he's actually putting them into practice, and he's showing the rest of us what courage looks like, what it looks like to stand up for what we know to be true, what it looks like to stand for some of the most vulnerable people in our nation, our children trapped in these in these uh, public school systems. And so I'm very grateful for that, and I think the American people want to see more of it. Well, I tend to agree with you, uh, Kathy. I, I don't think there's any question. The American people in large numbers, even a good number of them that have been bamboozled and continue to vote for Democrats because they haven't been paying close enough attention, but it's getting harder and harder to miss. I mean, they're literally openly saying now that we should be prepared to let ourselves be victims as opposed to expect police to be able to police uh, as opposed to being able to defend ourselves, uh, yeah. I mean that's kind of the hot topic issue. We're we're going into that time of year where you know it's the lefts. Uh, we're going into summer, so it's time for uh, more race riots, and they're trying to stir up <laughs> racial is. context. And we have to stand firm on the principles, and we have to remind everybody that sometimes uh, being in a democratic republic 
it can be messy. And uh, honoring everyone's freedom and liberty and respecting everyone's rights can also occasionally be messy. But we need to get back to a point where we understand that one side of the aisle is clearly dedicated to try and destroy the republic and the constitution. And unfortunately, not enough members of the other side of the aisle are prepared to go toe-to-toe to to defend it. And that's what we need from leadership. Uh, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're very busy. Before we say our goodbyes, though, please let everybody know all the websites and everything involved with the campaign. And feel free to go ahead and share some of your own stuff as well, any websites you would like to share. And uh, all of those social media handles where folks can find uh, both the campaign and your work. Yes, please go to Vivek2024.com. That's Vivek, V as in victory, I, V as in victory, E-K, 2024.com. You can learn a lot about him right there, including the 25 uh, agenda policies that he on day one will begin to implement because he has the constitutional right as the president to do just that. So go there, Vivek2024.com, and you can find it. You can also find him on Twitter. Just type in Vivek, and you can find me at Kathy, the number four truth. All right, Kathy. I do hope we get a chance to talk again sometime soon. I've enjoyed our time together. Uh, Godspeed and keep up the great work. Blessings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Kathy Barnett. And if you have forgotten or maybe you weren't paying close enough attention to the Republican primary in Pennsylvania for the Senate race, because we ended up spending a lot of time talking about the general. Uh, If you don't remember, uh, you can easily look up the smear campaign that they worked against Kathy. Uh, It's important to understand what she went up against in and uh, she's definitely coming from a place where she knows exactly what she is talking about. Um, now, speaking of uh, people talking about things that they know what they're talking about, uh, that would be me talking about our next sponsor. Yeah, I've already gotten two of the three. I got to get this third one out. Uh, we've got more banks in trouble. Guys, we're we're seeing it, and a new poll – not a poll, but a new report came out today that nearly two-thirds of the regional banks could collapse if people continue to withdraw their deposits, especially their unsecured deposits, because that's how they stay liquid, guys. So we do still have the – assurances from the federal government that uh, all depositors will be made whole. You don't have to panic. You don't have to go out there and and just take your money out. I don't recommend you do it either. But smart money is still now taking their deposits out of your standard bank accounts, which smaller and mid-sized regional banks cannot compete with the return rates that you'll get just on money market accounts right now. So smart money is moving to where you can get better returns. That continues to put these banks at risk, but guess what? Despite the fact that there's a not-so-secret secret Fed bailout going on, and we are seeing what's looking like now even worse than what the 2008 collapse looked like, you do have a way to protect yourself. I mean, even though we're seeing banks collapse, we're seeing executives take their bonuses, we're seeing the White House run to their rescue, and we're struggling to pay our bills and try to keep our gas tanks full, we know 
that there is an alternative. You can opt out of the system. You can move your cash into gold and silver. Uh, do it now before it's too late. Give our friends over at Gold Co. a call. That's 855-387-2932 to learn the three simple steps. The three simple steps. Let me just get all blah, blah. To learn the three simple steps, easy for me to say, that you can take right now to protect your savings with gold and silver and other precious metals as well. Take action today. Protect yourself and your family from financial collapse, you know, before the White House takes it all away. Call 855-387-2932 right now and learn how you can get up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Uh, That's 855-387-2932. And if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, there will be a link in the show description uh, that will also take you to their website. So with that being said, we have just a few minutes left in the hour here. Uh, In fact, I'm being uh, given a specific number that I still have available to talk, uh, which is much fewer than the number of minutes left in the hour. Uh, Doug's having a hard time tonight. He's already wanting to enjoy his Friday, and I'm just making it hard. I apologize, Doug. Sorry for making it tough. But, you know, it's what I do. He's used to it by now, uh, even though he really shouldn't be. I should work harder to make it better. All right, so we're talking about – the continued collapse of the banking industry, which is why I'm really happy to be involved with Golco and glad they're one of our sponsors. Uh, this continued collapse also means that food is going to be just as valuable as uh, dollar bills will be, especially if the Biden administration gets its way. They're trying to collapse our economy. They're trying to make our Dollar basically worthless. So while it's still worth something, be a good time to stock up on uh, survival food kits over at fourpatriots.com. It's a good opportunity too to keep in mind that bullets will also be a high demand uh, commodity because you're going to need to be able to use your firearm. But before you can use your firearm, you've got to be able to carry your firearm, and you need to do so comfortably. So again. Really happy to be sponsored by Vanish Holsters, and I want you guys to take full opportunity to visit and do take full advantage of the opportunities and the discounts that are available by listening to this show. I think you will be well served. Now, uh, I'm seeing Doug now showing me his survival food pack. He's got his homestyle potato soup sitting there, and that sounds pretty yummy to me. I haven't tried my survival stuff yet. I really need to. Now, I will tell you that I've got the sidekick, and I've been using it the way they recommend you use it. And I've been using it to charge, uh, to run my backup radio, to charge my cell phones, uh, to charge my laptop. Been doing it intermittently in accordance to how you're supposed to do it. And I still have better than 90% of charge. Now, this has been almost a month now. Still better, uh, just slightly over 90% of the battery charge. So now I'm thinking, because at some point I want to be able to give you guys the update as to how quickly and easy it is to use the solar panel that came with to charge it back up. 
that I may have to start just really overusing it to see how quickly I can run it down so I have the excuse to go charge it back up. But then another part of me still wants to kind of wait and, and say that, you know what, this is how long it lasts through the normal uses. Now, I guess I could always do that after I've done the charge, but man, <laughs> almost a month and I'm still at better than 90% of the initial charge, the charge that it came with so the sidekick obviously great product i i'm just i'm having a hard time not recommending it so you can go to fourpatriots.com and you can use the promo code tap t-a-p-p on literally anything in the store now they are pushing the generators again and in the second hour that's going to be the focal point but i had to talk about the food again in the first hour because we were talking about china and the ccp it just integrated so well uh, I'm, right now, I'm watching Doug show off his emergency radio and showing where uh, it plugs in. And he's got a little hand crank on the back, too, it looks like. Is that what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Got to dig that. So the, if you have no other source of energy, you can crank it, and, and that's a great radio. Everybody needs a radio like that, too. Uh, is, is that a on the side there? Yeah, he's got the uh, area where you can charge your phone from it or you can use it to charge. It's got the adapter. Uh, he's got lights on the side of it. That is a great emergency radio. Everybody needs an emergency radio like that. At some point, you're going to have to just take a picture of it and put that up uh, in some of the show stuff. But that's, uh, that's a really cool one. Uh, okay. Anyway, again, take advantage of the opportunities to save money that comes from their sponsorships here. That is – I can't express it enough. We need to pull together. And we need to be prepared, and we need to understand if we're going to save the republic, we may need to go through a few dark days. If the Biden administration gets their way, we have several dark days ahead of us. But every one of the current sponsors, they're great sponsors for being prepared, period. So real quick again, uh, let me remind you, go to 4patriots.com. That's the number 4, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off your purchase there. Literally anything in the store, uh, emergency food, generators. Uh, in fact, 10% off. The bigger that order you place, uh, the more money you're going to save. Uh, when it comes to the Vanish holsters, utilize the specific website, the page that they put aside for us to activate your $50 discount. That's www.vnsh. Dot com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, that gets you an extra $50 discount. You can't hardly beat that. And also remember over at Gold Co., give them a call. That is their preferred method. That number is 855-387-2932. All of those link directly back to the show so they understand the value that you, my listeners, are giving to them. And I have... About a minute left, according to Doug's uh, finger of doom, and as such, I'm thinking I can't possibly finish with a better note today than to do not fall for the leftist plan. Do not fall for their narrative. Don't let the New York tragedy turn into a race war when this should be a referendum on the need for government policy to provide for policing and provide for better mental health. Let's reset the hour. Doug, take it away, sir.
This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. This is Tim Tapp, and you're listening to K-Star ZMA and the Vera Network. This is Tim Tapp, host of Tap Into The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are diving headlong into hour number two of the Friday Night Live show. So very happy to have you guys along for the ride as we are enjoying the weekend a little early. And it is Cinco de Mayo, by the way. So, you know, uh, never let a good patriot let an opportunity to uh, get a little bit of some extra adult libations uh, engaged. Uh, Doug, I uh, wonder, do we have our second hour guest on the line yet? No, we do not. All right. So I guess until he arrives, and I'm presuming, hoping that it will be relatively soon, that uh, it won't take very long. So I'm not going to get too in-depth, but some of the topics that I'm going to be talking to our good friend Ken Crow about is the fact that there is a Democrat council, city council member in the great city of Denver, who is now currently advocating for taxing white-owned businesses and giving that money not – to the government, not for a specific purpose within funding needs, but to give the money directly to black and brown-owned businesses as a form of reparations. Now, we've talked about this particular council member before. Her name is Candy, and she's anything but sweet. She is an unabashed, un apologetic communist. She proudly declared back in 2019 that she believes in community ownership of land, labor, resources, and distribution of those resources, and that she was excited to usher it in by any means necessary, meaning the communist revolution. There's no doubt about it. But this whole idea, this notion of reparations uh, she's kind of letting the cat out of the bag here. She's kind of making it clear that the whole point is to take what someone else has earned and give it away. 
She really does think that it's within the power of government to forcibly pull whatever property or whatever wealth that you have built for yourself and just give it to whoever. And the whole notion here is to buy support, to buy loyalty. Hey, people of color. Do you run a business? If you support me, I'll make sure all those white businesses that you're competing with have to give an extra tax that we're going to turn around and give to you. Well, it's hard to imagine very many people would just say, well, no, I don't want that extra money if you would be eligible for it. But at the same time, if you're actually a business owner, you know, unless for some reason that you are legitimately being held back from some particular issue with a local ordinance, it seems very unlikely that you would not want fairness. You know, competition in the marketplace. If if you believe in your business, if you believe in which I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you probably do if you decided to put in your sweat equity and your actual cash into opening your business. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to just up and start your own business. I mean, depending on what kind of business you're doing, uh, getting the licensing, jumping through whatever hoops are necessary. But if you're doing anything that's brick and mortar, it is an astounding situation to have to, uh, to imagine for one second that somebody's going to show up and promise you in the name of communism that we're going to tax a bunch of white-owned businesses. Now, the reason I would say that if you ran your own business, you, regardless of what color you are, you probably wouldn't like such an idea because if you're going to be allowed to do this, which it's unconstitutional. I can't imagine it would stand even if they were to pass it. And as far to the left as the city council of Denver happens to be, I doubt seriously that this would pass even there. But if it was to pass, if it was to pass, and, and then somehow it doesn't get struck down by the state courts, I could definitely see that it would end up being struck down eventually by the Supreme Court. But I really doubt it would go that far. But here's the thing. If it was to be allowed to stand for any amount of time whatsoever, what happens when they decide – you're the next target. What happens when they decide that you, regardless of your skin tone, must also be stopped? Because again, she's a communist, guys. She's not supporting your business. She's trying to destroy the business of other people and trying to get your support in doing so until she can come back around and get you. She is anti capitalism. She is anti-free markets. She is anti-liberty and freedom. But she's never going to come out and say the last part out loud. The others, this lady legitimately will. She will say it without any hesitation. This lady claimed during the Greater Metro Denver uh, Ministerial Alliance Forum that took place this past Thursday that, quote, capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. Now, I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that 
even if you have the perspective that the land was stolen, it's really hard to to make the statement that the labor is stolen because even though communists like to use the word capitalism and we normally use that phrase by default, when you're talking about uh, free exchange in the marketplace, you're not talking about stealing the labor. You're talking about compensating labor. You're not talking about stealing resources. You're talking about acquiring resources. Now, if somebody negotiates in a fashion that is questionable, immoral even, uh, one could use the euphemism that it was a steal, that it was highway robbery, that, that they just stole all that. It's practically slave labor. They practically stole it. But if they exchanged anything and it was an agreed-upon exchange, then it's not stolen. Now, maybe somebody underestimated or undervalued what they had, but that's not the same thing. And I'm willing to have the conversation all day long about unethical business practices, and I will agree with you that there's a lot of people that have engaged in it. But at the end of the day, that's not a uh, – it, it's not an indictment against free markets. If anything, it's a good example of how free markets can be manipulated and why you should always learn to value your side of those equations. She literally said, uh, back to quoting here, and a check today could not undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. And so I think it has to come in the form of land, labor, and resources in an ongoing fashion. And there are structures that we have that could be flipped to begin to do that reparations. Now, she's making it clear, uh, the government has the ability to forcibly take things from people. The government has the ability to do the very thing that you say is wrong and to target people that had nothing to do with the things that you're claiming are so long. That is the inherent failure, the inherent shortcoming of the conversation that we have every time we discuss the, the concept, the very notion, the very idea of reparations. Something bad happened a hundred years ago, and nothing ever got better since. And the descendants of the victims should be paid by the descendants of the oppressors. Only we're not breaking it down by uh, the descendants of the oppressors, are we? I don't see them knocking on Joseph Robinette Biden Jr.'s door saying, you must pay reparations to uh, Bill over here. No, they would never show up there uh, when the Robinette family is a known former slaveholder family. Now, they want to come to my house and say, Tim Top, because you are a conservative and you dare to voice your conservatism on social media and voice it on the radio and on the Internet. How dare you? I don't understand why you want to target me when my family never held slaves? Well, it's because you're white, you're Christian, and you dare to stand up 
for conservative values. You dare to stand up for the Constitution. You dare to stand up and praise the divine inspiration of the Declaration of Independence. How dare you do those things? You must be punished. It's an admission that they are looking to punish us for speaking the actual objective truth, the reality that is what we share, not the delusions that the left wants to perpetrate upon everyone, not the uh, ignoring of science the whole time they're telling us to follow the science. It's like Pfizer asking us to classify information. Uh, can, can we put that to the side, please? Uh, nothing says follow the science like trying to hide details of your science for 75 years. You know, that's that's just the way it is. This lady in Denver claimed that an economic development plan for the Five Points neighborhood was stealing from the businesses there because it would increase taxes. Instead of a bid collecting extra taxation from the black and brown businesses that are struggling, you could be collecting those extra taxes from white-led businesses all over the city and redistributing them to black and brown-owned businesses who are not part of the bid or who are simply just black or brown-owned. And that's one way to give back in the business form fashion, except that's not what you're doing, is it? If you want to target businesses based on who runs them, based on the skin color of who runs them, you are engaging in unconstitutional action. If you are concerned about how the black and brown businesses are doing, you probably should be looking at finding ways to reduce the tax burden on everyone because when everyone has a smaller tax burden, they have more money that they can spend. And when they have more money they can spend, all businesses tend to do a little bit better. But the city should not be involved with the redistribution of dollars. They should be engaged in – if they're going to involve themselves with taxation – then it should be going to the services being offered by the city to the citizens of said city, and that should be it, period, end of that discussion. It's the failure, the continued failure that we see going on that government fails to provide. If government wants to spend extra money, maybe they should spend that extra money helping to repair our crumbling uh, electric grid. In fact, I need to share a shocking true story about our crumbling electric grid. See, there was a surprise blackout that was ordered by a power company recently that ended up taking the life of a 67-year-old. And now his family's heartbroken and angry and confused, and understandably so. So um might be wondering exactly how does a ordered blackout take somebody's life? Well, here's what happened. Some old power lines were at risk of getting knocked over in a high wind event. So the power company killed the power to uh, roughly 700,000 homes just in case. But you see, Robert 
Robert was asleep. He was using his oxygen machine to help him breathe, and after about 12 minutes without power, well, Robert was gone. Sad part, of course, is that Robert's tragedy didn't have to happen at all, and that's because there is a new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free backup power generators. The Patriot Power Generator from Four Patriots, it's a silent solar generator that does not use gas, so you can use it inside without the concern of fumes that can lead to carbon monoxide poisoning. It's powerful enough to keep your medical devices going, even your refrigerator if that's what you need. And right now you can go to 4 and use code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to 4 and use code TAP to get 10% off. That's the number 4Patriots.com. Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off your order on anything in the store. Go get yours today. Uh, you're really, really going to need it. Now, that having been said, we've got our first sponsor for the second hour out of the way. Now, I'm really, really disturbed the fact that we continue to elect people that are counter to liberty, that are counter to freedom, that are counter to the American value system. These people want to destroy our country. But we don't just have elected officials. We have what has colloquially been renamed as the deep state. One such member of the deep state are the folks that work for the VA. There's a lot of administrators that are high up, and they answer directly to the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Dennis McDonald. Now, McDonald is 56 he took a little heat because he'd been involved with um, – <laughs> evidently, uh, Doug is dealing with the struggles of being – thank you, Doug. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs has been accused of partisan misinformation. Let me explain. We had House Republicans just the other day blast the Biden administration. This happened on Thursday of this week over the idea of partisan misinformation about how their debt ceiling bill impacts veterans. Now, remember, we're talking about what the bill that the Republicans passed in the House and has sent to the Senate. The people working for the Biden administration is trying to downplay its effectiveness, and they're trying to make a lot of false claims about the damage it would do. So in a letter that was sent to Secretary of Veterans Affairs, we literally had 56 House Republicans that were led by Congresswoman and Navy veteran Jen Keggins, a Republican from Virginia, that absolutely blasted McDonald for his press release claiming that returning spending to the 2022 levels – I'll remind you this means just last year – we are in the early part of May 
of 2023. We want to return to spending levels of 2022. And that would effectively be a 22% cut from the current levels. So in less than a year, in less than two quarters of this year, we've increased spending by 22%. But returning to that levels, the claim is in that press release that it would do harm to America's veterans. The White House, of course, has continuously claimed in recent weeks that the spending caps would target veterans. Quoting here, as you are aware, the Department of Veterans Affairs issued a press release falsely stating that the proposal, which became the Limit Save Grow Act, would threaten medical care for 30 million veterans, worsen wait times for hundreds of thousands of veterans and survivors applying for benefits, and fail to honor the memory of all veterans. Mr. Secretary, the department's assertions are dishonest and shameless. The facts are that nowhere in the Limit, Save, Grow Act, as it indicated that the VA budget would be cut. The intent of the legislation is to set a top-line number for the entire federal government. Members also pointed out that the House Republican leadership has already promised to fully fund the VA. Quoting the letter again, the leaders of the congressional bodies that oversee and fund the VA have all firmly stated that veterans earned care and benefits are not on the table. The VA purposely chose to ignore these facts in favor of baseless political talking points. But isn't that all we get from the left these days? Isn't that really the only thing that we can count on at this point, that there will be baseless political talking points? They want you to believe right now that the very notion of not passing a clean bill for raising the debt ceiling is anti-American. It's dangerous. It's destructive. It's going to hurt people. When, in fact, what's actually going to happen is it's going to force, uh, should we get to that point, it's going to force the administration to prioritize payments. It's going to force the administration to actually do their job and, you know, decide who gets what. And there are laws in place that are protecting certain things like veterans' benefits, Social Security. So if those programs are diminished in any way, it's going to be because the Biden administration chose to diminish them. It's going to be because Joe Biden or whoever is a marionette controlling his strings, decided that's the harm that they wanted to do to you so that they could make you feel pain and still try to blame the other guys. That's why I am firmly convinced that the Biden administration wants to default on payments. They want to reach the debt ceiling, run out of room, and not be able to meet all of the unnecessary and sadly overblown spending that they've committed to. 
heaven forbids that these people should actually behave uh, in a fashion where they believe in such a notion as fiduciary responsibility. They are supposed to be the stewards of our taxpayer dollars. They're not supposed to just open in, spend, 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 and print more money so they can have more to spend, inflating the dollar, destroying the value of the dollar, and hurting everyone, especially those folks that are in the lowest percentile. It's poor people that get hurt the most by inflation, but it's poor people they claim to be trying to help by engaging in modern monetary theory, which is what's led to all the inflation. Here, let's destroy our ability to control energy within the country and make reliable, affordable energy available, which is a driving force for a positive economy. Let's do away with that. What what can we do next? Well, let's just uh, let's keep bailing out banks and, and pretending like that doesn't hurt anything. Let's keep spending money on green energy boondoggles and pretend like that. Why should we be responsible? It's not our money. And yet they will constantly act like every penny is their money, and that we should just sit down, shut up, and be glad that they don't take all of it. But at the end of the day, they know. They're not giving up their money. Their money's protected. Their money is squirreled away, maybe even in offshore accounts, maybe even investing in this company that is uh, moving to Bipedo Island, formerly belonging to a certain Mr. Epstein. In case you haven't heard, uh, there is somebody that's buying it and is wanting to put a luxury retreat on the island. Good for him. Hope he can make something positive out of it. I really don't know. But what I do know is that if the economy continues to fail and they collapse our economy like they're looking for, you're going to need emergency power backup. You're going to need emergency food, and you're going to need to be carrying your firearm. So uh, don't make the same mistake that a lot of us gun owners make. And that mistake, of course, being that we pick a holster that's so uncomfortable, we stop carrying, and that doesn't help anybody, especially if you're in a situation where you need that firearm. Of course, the issue of comfort is the reason why Vanish Holsters is quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in America. Thousands of their customers are out there telling you that they are the most comfortable holster ever. It's the customers, not me, not them. Those same customers are also saying that once you get a Vanish holster, you'll never stop carrying. It saves you money because they're designed to fit uh, nearly all semi-auto handguns. They work without a tactical belt. You can carry two fully loaded magazines with you, and you can carry in multiple positions. That's part of what makes it so comfortable. Best part of all is that because you're a listener of Tap Into the Truth, you can get $50 off. Just go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P to activate that discount. One more time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Get your $50 discount right now, and let's take the mid-hour break. <laughs> America, this is Ken Crow with Conservative Daily Briefing, and you are listening to Tim Tap 
tap into the truth. Both the NBA and Jalen Rose of ESPN are representative of the lousy loser culture literally killing both the NBA and our republic overall. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Three years ago, myself and millions of other Americans stopped viewing NBA games, either in person or on television. Former NBA coach Phil Jackson, who, like yours truly, was turned off by the BLM down with America, up with China attitude of ungrateful grumps like LeBron James. 13-time NBA champion Phil Jackson, too, as a player, recently stated that he stopped watching NBA games three years ago because of the woke, anti-American, no-real-solution-to-problem philosophy of the NBA and leftists in general. So because Coach Jackson admitted to no longer watching the NBA, self-righteous ESPN analyst and Detroiter Jalen Rose has implied that Phil Jackson is racist because he, like myself, does not pander to nor like the leftist woke culture that is destroying more and more of everything in our republic, including the NBA. My fellow Americans, it is high time to tell the woke Jalen Roses of the world to back up. I'm Ron Edwards. We'll meet on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. See ya! Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bimonthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, 
Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named top six in the world in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. I give up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, still experiencing some technical issues over at the control panel. Doug is doing the best he can, but it's been uh, it's been a heck of a day all the way around. Uh, we'll just uh, keep going as best we can. We'll do what we can. And uh, Doug's he's hanging in. He says he gives up, but he's hanging in. I see him still working over there, trying to make stuff happen. <laughs> and uh, he's working pretty hard. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we uh, go any further, uh, let me give you one more uh, discussion on our third uh, sponsor today. We are aware that there's a not-so-secret secret Fed bailout happening right now. It's looking even worse than the 2008 uh, situation. Banks are collapsing, executives are taking bonuses, and the White House is running to their rescue while regular people are struggling can't afford to pay their bills, have a hard time filling up their gas tanks. And the Biden administration, they've got the nerve to go bail out the wealthy folks and the people who have direct ties to the CCP. And guess who's paying for that? That's right. It's you and me. But we don't have to play their game anymore. We can opt out of the system and move your cash over to gold and silver before it's too late. Go ahead and give gold call a Gold Co. a call. See, now I'm trying to talk so fast, I'm merging the words together. Give Gold Co. a call at 855-387-2932 to learn the three simple steps that you can take right now to protect your savings with gold, silver, and other precious metals. Take action today to protect yourself and your family from financial collapse before the White House takes it all away. Call 855-387-2932. Two nine three two, right now, and learn how you could get up to an additional ten thousand dollars in bonus silver while supplies last. One more time, that number is eight five five three eight seven two nine three two. You know, it's Cinco de Mayo. We should be having a much better time than what Doug's having, but he is downing his duff beer, so he's doing his best as he can. Uh, I. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you, Doug. We've we've got plenty of stuff going on. We'll do what we can. Uh, that's all we can do. Uh, not real sure what uh, the hand motions I'm getting right now are about, but I'm sure he'll let me know shortly. <laughs> okay. When it comes to the culture war, just when you think you've seen as far as it gets, 
We get a little bit more. And uh, I saw the story the other day, and it continues to boggle my mind that this is a thing that actually happens in our society now. Not so much that we don't expect the left to do silly things, but sometimes we see it expressed in, in the strangest of ways. Uh, in this particular case, a woman who identifies as male bared her breast during a trial session for prospective lifeguards in Jacksonville, Florida, all within view of 40 to 50 children no more than 15 to 20 feet away. The woman is one of 21 lifeguard trainees that was in the trial session at the Cecil Aquatic Center. <laughs> Were they double Ds? I don't know, Doug. I don't know. Oh, I, Before I go any further with that, by the way, to let you know that I am paying attention to the last frequency chat session as well, I was asked, what the hell is a democratic republic? <laughs> uh, I made that statement earlier, uh, trying to express the fact that we have a republic that engages some democratic principles and how it's established. But yes, I recognize I probably should be more specific and more accurate. So thank you for the effort to correct me. We have a constitutionally federated republic that uses some democratic principles. Uh, that's a much better descriptor. Uh, anyway, I just thought of responding to that since I'm responding to, uh, to Doug here with his question about this lovely lady. Now, <clears throat> Quoting from the spokesperson for the city of Jacksonville, it said, A transgendered person, a female who identifies as male, removed their shirt, exposing their bare breast, and completed a portion of the training with 20 other trainees. While we cannot confirm the age of the individuals participating in the training, Jacks Parks recruits lifeguards starting at age 15. This occurred within view of several dozen children and their parents sharing the same pool at the same time. Now, maybe if this was in Miami, nobody would have even thought twice about it, uh, and so it wouldn't have got mentioned. Jacksonville tends to be a little more family-friendly, I think, uh, in their efforts, so this garners a little more attention. Now, the mayor of Jacksonville... A Republican by the name of Lindy Curry, 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 he acknowledged the complaints had been made as he condemned the action, saying, quote, love the mayor, eh? <laughs> uh, it's Friday. Uh, the wheels are falling off, obviously, but we're we're hanging in. All right. I keep saying that. I don't know that uh, if you guys are going to believe me for much longer. Uh, Amy's here, and uh, you can see her. All right, so uh, Amy, uh, one of the regulars, uh, she's welcome to join us if uh, Doug can make that happen, uh, and we'll uh, we'll kind of pick up. How you doing, Tim? Doing pretty good, Amy. How are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to touch base on your little comment about uh, the veterans, since I am a U.S. Army veteran. Yes, ma'am. And I wanted to say that we get treated horrifically with inside the VA system. I actually have to go outside of the VA in a different state, fly to New York to actually get medical treatment. And I live in the state of Florida because the North or Lake Nona VA, 
out in Orlando, Florida, refuses to treat me properly. And they even have been falsifying my medical records and refusing to give me proper care. Uh, I went in for a x-ray on my lower spine and they did the x-ray of my upper spine. And literally the doctor's notes state, Patient complained of scoliosis in lower spine. X-rays were taken of upper back. No scoliosis in lower spine. So that is how well we get treated within the VA system. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I had somebody tell me a good story. I think I've had a total of two veterans that I've had the chance to talk to that actually had good things to say about how the VA system was working. And it's such an absurd situation where despite their inability to cut through the red tape and actually uh, give you guys the service that you deserve – we still see them also fight against the idea of a voucher program where you can go to wherever they're going to uh, have an opening and they're willing to treat you uh, so that you can go out and be part of the private sector medicine too. They want to keep you guys under their thumb because that's how they justify their position, but they don't want to actually do the job. Uh, well, they also don't want to pay us our disability that we are properly deserved. We got injured in the military and we deserve that disability. Yeah. And, of course, it's a lot easier to avoid that if you can control who's writing the medical reports. It's, I, I just, it, it makes me angry to the point I, I really almost become speechless because as a veteran, you went, you sacrificed, you, you stood a post. You, know, you did all the things that most Americans won't do in order to try to guarantee that we can live under the umbrella of liberty and we see it continue to be squandered. And if there's anybody out there that deserves to have the promises kept, it is our veterans. It, it, whether you served active duty in a in a forward conflict zone or not, if you did your tour of service, you have earned those benefits. You've earned the respect of the American people, and yet so few actually give you the respect that's deserved. I uh, – I really don't understand why anybody would continue to serve, but I guess that also explains why all of the branches right now are having such a hard time uh, recruiting anymore. It's, it's pretty obvious between the anti-Americanism that's spewed in public schools and the fact that there's no real respect and no effort to honor those promises, why would anybody continue to serve? I don't know. And especially now these days, most of our service members can't even pass a PT test or a physical examination. A lot of them are accepting, and I'm not uh, against transgenderism, but most of them are just going in there for the surgeries. Then they have a form of mental illness with it and psychological problems. And those are the type of soldiers that we do not need in the battlefield while they're taking hormone pills and steroids and they can go after anybody not just their battle buddies but bad guys well we want them to go after the bad guys but we don't want them to attack our battle buddies or anybody within their units Right. Uh, since you kind of mentioned transgenderism, uh, and while I've got you on the line as a veteran, what are your thoughts about the announcement this past week that the U.S. Navy has actually hired a drag queen 
uh, as a um, oh, what's the word as an ambassador for the Navy. <laughs> um, I kind of laughed at it. I've uh, <laughs> well, you know the the joke. I'm Army, so they always say you always come in or enter the uh, arm Navy straight and then come out with partners. Um, <laughs> so that kind of hits their quota. Um, <laughs> we always joke around it between the Navy and the seamen. Um, I, I kind of find it a little bit disgusting and disturbing that they are actually pushing this narrative and role with it because um, we don't need that in our military. Right now we're weak. Right now a lot of them cannot pass a lot of – their education levels are not even up to the basic standards that we need. Their IQ tests are not scoring really high. And that's basically because of our education systems and everything that's going on in the military. And I just can't believe they're doing any of that right now. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if there's a concerted effort <laughs> and I say this like somehow I haven't said this a million times, but almost like there's a concerted effort to just destroy the country from within. Uh, that That is really the only logical explanation for the changes that we've seen made uh, on almost any topic that you want to point at. You want to talk about um, controlling our borders so that we know who is and isn't coming in and out of the country. Well, uh, we got open borders, even though they deny it. Uh, if you want to talk about the current status of our military, you know, you want to have a strong military so that you don't ever actually have to use it. The stronger your military is, the less likely anybody's going to challenge you. And if they do, you you want to make a quick example of them so that they know better. You do not want to use the military. Okay, well, let me rephrase this. A reasonable, rational person doesn't want to use the military for social engineering purposes because right. that makes us look weak and it invites our adversaries to be more aggressive. And I think that's a big reason why we see Russia in Ukraine and why we see China going literally everywhere. I doubt seriously that unless another Democrat looks like they're going to win uh, the next election, regardless of who that Democrat may end up being, uh, I don't think we're going to see the chance for the presidency to change hands before China tries to take Taiwan. No, I don't. Um, we have the issues right now with our own troops even messing with the war in Ukraine, and we haven't even declared war yet. Uh, the next presidency, there's going to be a lot of either we're going to have a major change or they're just going to continue destroying America. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the goal. I mean, everything they do seems to be directed towards that. Uh, I don't – I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. It doesn't make me sound like a complete idiot that doesn't know anything. Sometimes that's an uphill battle. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know why we don't hear more veterans speaking out. I, and I get that there is still a certain loyalty. Uh, you know, You take the oath, and there's a certain level of just kind of – our fingers are crossed, and we're hoping leadership will take a different direction, especially if we get a new commander-in-chief. But at some point, we really do need uh, a huge number of uh, veterans in particular 
to stand up and express because obviously the folks that are currently serving, it would be inappropriate for them to do so. It would be a violation of the code of conduct in a lot of ways, although I almost wish more people would be willing to take the court martial to speak the truth. I think that would have a strong impact, but at the same time, we've got a lot of veterans that can easily see, that can speak to what they had to deal with. Why do you think we don't get more veterans speaking out publicly, more loudly, and uh, do you think it would do any good? Because obviously the legacy media would try to squash that anyway. But Well, I have to say from a veteran standpoint, I am a U.S. whistleblower and a state whistleblower as well. Uh, we cannot be heard. We cannot find lawyers. No, the governors are ignoring us. The senators are ignoring us. We've written pe petitions. I have done so many outreach programs to other different veterans as well. Uh, look at how many veterans are on the street. We've all asked for help. We've all made claims. But when we're going against the Department of Defense and nobody is willing to stand up and help us, even from a legal perspective, uh, going through a case right now, just trying to get disabilities calling the Bar Association, sorry, there's no lawyers that help veterans. Why? Because JAG will only help active duty and nobody will go against the military. So we don't get that opportunity. Our voices are being ignored by the people in powerful positions and they're not letting us come out and tell the truth. Yeah. In I get from the standpoint of wanting to protect the image of the military, but at the same time, you have to be willing to recognize the truth in order to save the military. It's the same type of situation that we have going on in every other major institution of our government. There's a lot of internal rot, a lot of uh, political activism, and as opposed to nonpartisan do the job that your department has been de dedicated to do, and as a side effect, we're failing to save that uh, trust in the institution by failing to fix the waywardness that we see going on. Uh, there's plenty of things that can be fixed in any part of the government. The military is no exception. But unfortunately, we tend to focus on the things that are of the least import while we continue to ignore the needs of our veterans and uh, you know, we continue to put active duty in harm's way unnecessarily uh, or at the very least under false pretense. If we can't get uh, senators and congressmen to stand up and be willing to uh, – to start pushing that ball forward if we can't get a better grasp of the reality by the commander-in-chief, which I know current commander-in-chief grasp of reality is not something we can expect. But if we can't get those things, uh, how else do we fix it? How, how based, again, uh, your experience, what would be your recommendation for trying to uh, hit the reset button and get a military that we can be proud of and uh, better treatment for the veterans? 
well, I think right now, currently at this state, I believe that Jim Jordan and his committee is doing a wonderful job bringing out the crimes of the CIA, the FBI, running the child sex trafficking operations along with the military members. I think that's a great first step bringing these crimes. But honestly, we need our military to step up and start doing military tribunal. Yeah. Man. Bring everybody into case. Arrest everybody who is involved in one large sweep and put them all into trial. This is the only way that we're going to save our country, and this is the only way that we're going to save our people. Unfortunately, we need need our military to say, hey, this is wrong. We need to stop you from committing these crimes of humanity against the American people and against the other people on a global basis as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, we seem to have forgotten that uh, that an oath means something, and the first part of the primary oath is to uphold the Constitution. Uh, Amy, thanks for uh, calling. Appreciate uh, hearing from you, and uh, happy to have you uh, going out live with us on Friday night. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. All right. Uh, obviously, it's hard to deny anything that was just said. Uh, some folks on the left, of course, will because, you know, that's what they do. They kind of like the way things are going, and that's a shame. They also like the situation in uh, Jacksonville where this young lady decided that uh, she's not a lady, and she's going to prove her point by showing off the fact that she does have plumbing that is different than what she claims. But uh, – you know, whether you're fighting the culture wars or whether you're fighting the legitimate wars, you have to remember that the one thing that you're fighting more than anything is corruption. It's corruption that's led to this. It's deep state corruption. It's corruption of political uh, office holders. good example of that is uh, this last story that I wanted to touch on. I don't have a whole lot of time left, but I'm going to try and sneak in at least uh, the details here. Uh, Elliot Cutler – 76-year-old former Democratic uh, politician, ran for governor in the state of Maine. He's pled guilty to charges of possessing child pornography. This past Thursday, after authorities discovered thousands of images, images of children under the age of 12 being abused, they found these in his possession. He's going to serve nine months in jail for four counts of possessing sexually explicit material of a child under 12. They found thousands of images, thousands of them. He's going to jail for four counts. If this was somebody who had had an R stuck at the end of the name, they would be adding a dozen counts for each image. This guy would never get out of jail, ever. Wouldn't matter. Unless he was a rhino. In that case, he's technically on their side anyway. This is the type of corruption that we're also dealing with. These people want to see the destruction of the family unit. They want to see the destruction of all that is moral and good about the American people and about this great nation. That's what we're fighting against. We're fighting in the arena of ideas. And hopefully we will not have to fight on the battlefield. 
it does get harder and harder to imagine when we see how far it's come to think that it won't eventually come to that. But I still believe with divine intervention that we can achieve it because we have the moral high ground. And we do have the majority of Americans that agree with us, even if they don't realize it, because some of these folks, unfortunately, are listening to the wrong news source. Some of these folks are believing the lies that they're told that uh, all the Republicans just want to throw granny off a cliff. That's not the truth, and it's up to us to make sure that we get that message across because we can't count on the Republican Party to do it. We can't count on the GOP to do it. Half of the GOP aren't even on board with the, the right conservative message. So they're happy to help spread misinformation. But we have to start by protecting our children. We need to honor and respect our veterans. And we need to make sure that whatever else we do, that we honor the virtues and the principles that built and founded this nation. If we can't do that, then maybe we don't deserve the liberty. Now, I can't speak for everybody, but I know most of the people that listen to this show, especially on the regular, most of you guys have earned your rights. You've earned them. Now, they're God-given. You didn't have to, but you went out and you served. You fought. You did the things that needed to be done to preserve them and try to pass them on to the next generation. But we're working against powerful forces that have been trying to destroy it for decades, if not centuries. After all, some of these folks, the ideas that they're pushing were going to work against our nation before the Constitution was even written, before the ink on the Declaration of Independence had even dried. They're afraid of individual liberty. They're afraid of the spirit that leads to individualism. In short, they're afraid of you. Give them a reason to be afraid. Show them that you're still warriors. Because that's what we need. That's the only way we save the country. That's the only way we get the kind of accountability that Amy was talking about. Without accountability, these criminals will continue to be criminal. No doubt. With that being said, we are running dreadfully short of time, so what do you say we call it a weekend, boys and girls? Enjoy the rest of your Cinco de Mayo as best you can, and remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Shout out to AZ, uh, Arizona anti-hero, hanging out in the chat room as well. Uh, glad to have everybody with us. Good night. Greatly.
is using both hands. Using both hands. <laughs> 